0: This is for real. I know we said that we are last well, episode. We, we just recorded the quick shift, which to you guys, you are time traveling now, right? This is a different day, but we are still sweating our balls off <laughs> in studio in St. Paul. But This is it. This is the last go at that. So I'm yeah. really, really quite excited. Uh, about that,
1: I am too, yeah, and so to be fair, we said it was the last day recording, not the last episode recording, so
0: yeah, last day not this isn 't our last episode, <laughs> no no, no, I mean in the studio, yeah, this is it, this, yep. is, this is it for sure, but um, you 're
1: saying that because uh we have our windows open because we 're warm, and we may hear some you will hear uh, ambient noises of the city,
0: you will hear trains, you will hear garbage trucks, you will hear people screaming. <laughs> <laughs> you will hear it all. And you will hear the beeping from the uh, don't walk thing for, crosswalk. for all the blind people that I've never seen crossing the street right here. So it's, it's good.
1: Well, they can't see you either, Chris. <laughs>
0: That's a good point. <laughs> That's a good point. But, all right. So what's so, new with you? What's going on this week? Um, not too much. We, uh, I went to help my father-in-law put his, his dock in. Sure. It's cabin season. It's cabin season. And when I came back, I noticed that my wife had mowed the lawn. Okay. Which that doesn't she, sound like a bad thing. No, it was awesome. It was very nice of her to, to mow the lawn, but she mowed the lawn with a flat tire on one side. Oh, okay. So the entire lawn looked full length on one half of the mower deck <laughs> and, like, buried to the dirt I didn't on the even, other side. I didn't
1: even think of the deck height. I was just thinking, like, oh, there's a mark from the tire. But, no, that means the whole deck was yeah. Yeah, so slanted. It,
0: so it looks like cornrows. Is what it looks like. <laughs> so that was that was awesome. That's awesome. awesome. So I, I love that. Yeah. So now the tire is jacked. So now I got to get a new tire for the lawnmower, I and mean, that's not super automotive related, but no, I'm not really looking. I've never bought a tire for a lawnmower. I've always just like, I guess I haven't either. Just, I mean, how often do you wear out tires on a lawnmower? You're just driving around <laughs> grass. <It> depends <laughs> how much you're drifting and doing burnouts on your lawnmower. I guess. So um, there's that, and then I've uh, I ordered wheels. I was gonna say, speaking of buying new wheels yeah, and tires, yeah, I did get i wonder what that was that sounded okay yeah that sounded pretty good we should just guess but we'd never know if we were right or not because we a can't six get up cylinder we couldn't get up in time to find out that's, f- if we that's were, fine let's let's okay so six cylinder i'm saying gdm probably yeah, yeah maybe like an infinity or a 350z or something
1: well it didn't sound like the
0: the g35 too many, too many revs yeah, it didn't have the burble to it. Oh. Anyway, I don't even know how well anybody's actually <laughs> going to be able to hear that. Seriously, I don't know what they're talking about <laughs> in here. Um, uh, yeah, so I bought wheels. I got some 15 by 7 uh, cookie cutters. So you have cookie cutters on the car right now, yeah, but they're but not they're the correct width. Well, they are actually the correct width of the car, Okay, but they're not cor- correct width for me. Um, they have the they wrong offset. They defenders. don't fill out defenders. The they're the wrong width. They're the wrong offset. Yeah. So this will be an inch uh, wider. Plus, they they sit out a little bit farther sure. with the offset. So um, they're actually off of like a 944 or something like that. Oh, interesting. Um, some of them are. I don't know. The guy posted like a picture of a bunch, and I'm like, just send me the best four <laughs> that are going to need the least amount of work. So that was cheap. I got up for 375 shipped. Oh wow, that so is cheap, that's and it's a square setup.
1: You're not doing like no. narrows up front or anything. No,
0: I don't. I don't really dig that on a on a narrow car. Right. The flares are at the same width of the car all the way down. Just <laughs> doing staggered on that just seems odd to yeah, me because it just I guess didn't it doesn't it doesn't really look right. Once you have like an SC or or you know or bigger flares, you can do some of that stuff. But right. um, for me, that didn't. Well, didn't really Well, I'm going to go on record and say those wheels are ugly. I don't <laughs> like them. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> you know, I, did you like my other wheels? The ATS's, yes, I they look like almost them. the same. No, they don't. Yes, they do. From the side, they look really, really similar. So this is going to so be when like, you're
1: not able to see the wheel, they will look the same <laughs> from the side. I oh, said okay. from the so side profile.
0: I thought you meant like oh, from the side of the wheel, it's the same offset. No, that would else. be head on. Yeah, whatever. Um, so I got new wheels to put them on. We'll see how they look. Yeah, um, I've seen a lot of them slammed on those that look pretty sweet. Okay, and uh, I put a lot of miles on the car, so it won't be bad to have like a wheel that's not worth that much. To uh, to go beat so you don't have to worry too. Don't much have about to worry it. at all. You just you don't give a shit, and that's, that's great. With the thousands and thousands of miles I put on the car, true. And uh, not to say Fuchs aren't reliable and strong, they are. But okay. it's just I don't know. I can a I can't afford it. I ran into some guy. So uh, um, replicas are like two hundred bucks a piece, okay. one hundred eighty nine dollars a piece for replica fifteen by seven Fooks. Which is, you know, 800 bucks for the set or whatever, okay. you know, give or take. And this guy sent me a message Hey, I've got some Fuchs, 1200 bucks. I'm like, Okay, great. What are they? So I opened the email and it's, they're green. So the pedals okay. of the wheels are green and they're not real. And I said, Well, they're green, which means nobody except someone that wants green wheels is going to want these wheels. Right. Plus they're replicas so they're only worth like 800 bucks he's like do you want them or not i'm like no because it's a terrible deal he's like all right see you later i'm like okay well well he
1: was efficient in dealing with you i guess yeah he he
0: certainly was um the bmw is still drinking coolant i thought you did
1: the little like jury rigged repair on i did
0: but there's it's going somewhere else and the heat doesn't work that great so i hope it's not leaking out of the heater core somehow can you smell it inside? No, I cannot. I so shouldn't be it then? In theory. So do I don't know. A, what, do you have a puddle underneath it? No. So where's it going? I don't know. Have gaskets. I gets? can. I can. No, I can smell it outside the car when I'm like walking around and it's hot. I can smell like the sweet smell. Yeah. I have no idea. Honestly, the amount of time I've spent looking is me going, well, it smells like coolant, <laughs> and walking away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. I just don't care. I, I wonder
1: just, if it's like the expansion tank and it's like boiling. No,
0: off. because there's no. I don't see, well, maybe, but I don't see that anywhere. Because it, it's either burning
1: it, or it's leaking it, or it's boiling off. Those are your three options.
0: Right. And it's one of those three. So I'll have to actually, I, like but I said. But you don't have a puddle. I don't have, well, there might be something in the drip tray. I was going to say, have
1: you taken off the belly pan yet? No. <laughs> You're just going to get flooded by yeah cool I, Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's like a gallon every week or two. Yeah, that's a lot. You would, a lot. You
1: would notice. Yeah, I think. So a I don't that.
0: know. I don't know where it's going. And there's
1: not a big cloud of I'm white gonna smoke change the, following you.
0: No, not at all. It doesn't smell. I smell the exhaust. It doesn't. You know, I put my finger in front of it and let the right. And I smell nothing. Hmm. So who knows? I'll probably change the radiator just to be sure. You know, that's make sure it's not leaking out of the because that's what I fixed. Repaired was the radiator. Right. So I don't know if there's like another like if it's leaking out the bottom of my super ghetto, white trash, epoxy yep. repair job. That you did in the Walmart parking lot, if I recall. At, like, 1 o'clock in the morning. You just didn't have the patience to get back to your garage no, to do I it just correctly. It was cold still. That was the problem, is that it was cold. And I wanted right. everything to be hot for the epoxy to, to set. Your car would have also been warm when you drove it home. Yes, but I didn't want to do that. <laughs> I just I, didn't. I just wanted to get it done. You know me. Just I, just, I just wanted to get I don't it done. I do understand your logic. So I just, well, my logic is get things done. Hold on, hold
1: on, hold on. we got to talk about Luther Westside Volkswagen first. They're one of our great sponsors here. They're the number one Volkswagen dealership in the country. As we know, they also have the largest selection of Volkswagen and used European cars in the Twin Cities. Um, You guys can find them on westsidevw.com. There you can see their selection right on the website. Uh, You can also look them up on Facebook. they got a lot of cool things going on. Chris has bought, I think, 15-some cars from them, as we know, and they have great sales Sales folk there as well. Be sure to check those guys out. All right, Chris. So okay, that's
0: that's that's. Uh, and I also, you know, before we get into everything else, I wanted to circle back a little bit because Jess asked me. Um, before we get too far, do you have your notes? You don't. That's why you just started looking all over the place. I'm going to talk a little bit. If you want to grab it while I'm while I'm talking, that's fine. <laughs> okay. Um. So, uh, Jess asked me on the previous episode how I had gotten into cars. And she kind of stunned me with the, with the question. I was like, I didn't really know what to say. So I gave like a really lame answer.
1: Yeah, I was disappointed by yes.
0: it. Yes, and I, and I knew I was disappointed as well because I just, I couldn't, at the time I couldn't think um, exactly about about what it was. And I, so I started thinking about whether being into cars is something that's learned or something that's inherent with men. You know, women are getting into cars for different reasons, right? They're the thoughts of the the car world, right? You know, so it's you know what thought d- means? I,
1: no, I don't actually. I see it and I don't know it because it mean- <laughs> I'm I'm a bad millennial
0: and I it's don't uh, know. It means that hole over there. <laughs> Really? Yeah, thought T H O T that hoe over there. So they're car thoughts, right? They're just kind of glom <laughs> onto dudes that like cars. <laughs> I feel like your wife would totally disagree and take offense to that. Well, she was she. There's obviously exceptions to everything, right? So she okay. kn- she already liked cars before I even met her, and none of her previous boyfriends were really into cars. So she kind of already liked them, but I think they like girls like cars for a different reason. Okay. Whether it's like an accessory or something that they can, right. you know, like a status symbol or. They they see it as something that kind of defines who they are, which men do as well. But I was gonna say that's But it's yeah. for but it's for a but it's for a different reason. Um, for myself when when in terms of loving cars is I think a lot of it did start out with just playing with toys, right? It's it's you know, you play with the Hot Wheels and they're right. they're given to you, right? Your parents, right. you're a boy, you're supposed to be doing this. They give you these toys because you know, that's what if if they don't give the boy toys, he'll make a car out of a stick. You know, I mean, he'll make. I was going to say, are you commenting on gender stereotypes? I'm not going to go down there. that road. I'm not going to go there. So, okay. but just, I mean, it's just the norm. It's what boys like to do. So sure. you give them the cars, and if they don't aren't given cars, they'll make cars out of rocks. I mean, okay. it's just, it's just, <laughs> it's what they do. They'll make guns. It's just like they make guns out of sticks or yeah. or any no, other right. thing. They'll find a way. So I was trying to think if it was something that was uh, in us, and mm-hmm. then I'm like, obviously it is, right? It's something that um, as you're growing up, you see them, and I think it might, it might kind of. Uh, Reach in and touch this kind of gluttural part of our core masculinity, right? Um, so I think that one of the reasons cars are, are really men are really drawn to cars is they are they're dangerous, right? Number one, um, it's something to conquer, hmm. and it's something to control, which hmm. is I think are all three things that men like to do. They like to control things, they like to conquer things, and they like to feel uh, they like to feel danger.
1: Sure. I'm, that's very philosophical, and I'm trying to think about that more. Because well, what, what, how were those needs met
0: in the time before cars? War, manufacturing, okay. hunting. I mean, there's lots of ways to fill, fulfill this need. It's not only okay. cars that fulfill this need. Planes fill this need. There's other hobbies that, like, why does somebody go do airsoft, right? Because it simulates danger, and it simulates conquering other human beings. And it's, it's, it's just what men are. It's just what we seek to do right. is seize power over something, whether it's people or an object or whatever. We just need that. And I think that's one of the reasons why um, I like my 911 so much is because it's a little bit scary. Right. You know, and it's and you never I never will feel like, yeah, I got this. You know, there's always that little bit of danger and it always is kind of threatening in a way. Sure. And being able to 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 have that in your life, I think, is why um, men get into cars initially. Okay, so that's so that's like kind of the inception of why men are drawn to the to the car. But I think as time goes on, it goes beyond that. It starts to become like a community thing. It starts mm-hmm. to it starts to be a way that you define who you are. So that's what I think a lot of it is. So there's two stages of it. There's the the adolescent stage where you don't really give a shit what other people think about you. You just fucking like cars, right? You like playing with cars. You know, you like watching cars racing, monster trucks, micro machines, Hot right. Wheels, whatever. And then as time goes on, that kind of evolves into well, he likes cars too. And if he likes cars, I want him to know that I like cars, too. <laughs> so I'm going to have this car that defines who I am so sure. I can show these other car guys, hey, I also like cars. This is what I'm into. So I think that's kind of where it evolves from, like, the, the, the root state to the, the community state. And I know this is all kind of really philosophical. It is. But it, it branches out from where I – or it, it's rooted in the fact that I didn't really know how to answer the question. Okay. I didn't know if the question is why do you like cars. I because still don't. Like, I'm,
1: I'm gonna be honest. I still don't think you answered the question. <laughs> I don't
0: think. What was the original question she asked me? It was how did
1: you get into cars?
0: I don't know. Oh, okay. that's the answer to the question. Is it's just something I don't remember? Like a moment where I'm like, yeah. oh wow, I actually like cars. It was always, always there, and then it was there with my grandpa. Like I was always working with him in the garage, and right. you know, it was always he never paid anybody to fix anything. Right, it was always you can break it a couple of times and fix it yourself and learn before it would pay to have someone else do it. Most of the time, so you can always, most of the time depending <laughs> on what you're working I'm thinking on. Nine eleven engine. Yeah, no, and yeah. <laughs> so we're we're talking about like working at Mercury and sure. a Mazda, yeah. right? And you know, rabbits and stuff like that, and okay. lawnmowers and home goods and right. just like you know, you know, home improvement type stuff. All these type right. things, which is like the basic. That's like a basic man thing too is being able to conquer and being able to fix and do things. Like, all these things... It used to be. I feel like it's the exception now. Well, I don't want to get into that political discussion because that's just a bad idea. I I know what Um, you mean. Yeah, I think masculinity is being torn out from under most men in society, and I think... Or it's certainly Cars disappearing uh, isn't a good sign for that as well. You know, guns and hunting disappearing, cars disappearing. Yeah. Um, One thing that's still pretty strong is adventuring, which I really like, is that people still... Like, to adventure? Adventuring. Well, just, like, going canoeing and camping, and okay. it's, it seems... Adventuring. There's lots of ways to adventure, right? Okay, I've yeah. never heard it used like that. Well, that's my new word, adventuring. Okay. Um, Chris, so, do you want to go adventuring after this? Let's let's adventure to get some food <laughs> okay, and some air conditioning. <laughs> um, so, anyway, that's, that's kind of where it comes from for me. Okay. And, you know, when I watched my grandpa fix things, mm-hmm. I guess maybe I kind of learned that. You know, you, everything's kind of learned. Oh, absolutely. Right, so... There's guys that probably grow up with... That and you, I would say you look up to that.
1: Right? Oh, absolutely. You, you
0: totally want to... Um, what's the term? You want him to be proud of you. You want, exactly. you want to be able to do what he did and have him look at what you do and go, wow, I, I, you, you're doing great. Because mm-hmm. you grew up watching him do it. So absolutely. you also want to do that and feel that. And that goes along with the community thing too. It's you want to get that from your parents and your True. and your significant others, but you also want that from society. Mm-hmm. And that's a human need being fulfilled is being um, appreciated, and acceptance, yeah. yep. and and everything like that, and accomplishing things. Right. Every human needs to accomplish something. If people don't accomplish things, they're 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 not going to be happy. Yeah. You m- self
1: fulfillment. Self
0: fulfillment and- is a is a need, just like food, shelter. Do you know your
1: loves hierarchy? Is that what I we're going through? <laughs> I don't know if if.
0: Feeling needed and oh, yeah. accomplishing things is on there. I think it—it's self-actualization. Yeah. So you need that, and men need it in—in in terms of you know self pride and self confidence and and doing all these things. You know, with cars, it all feeds into that. So I don't have the answer. Is—is okay. is my point is I don't know why I got into cars. I know why I'm into cars now, and I can give you answers about that. But uh, as to why it started for me in the beginning, I, I don't know. I could be
1: philosophical like that or I could just say that I remember growing up my dad was always doing hot rod stuff and I I took that and got interested in that.
0: So there's a listener that I know whose parents had nothing to do with cars. Right. Um his name's Eric. He's a great dude okay. and he loves cars and he loves sports and he's he's a cool dude and he loves his parents but they don't his parents don't do anything with cars or sports. So I mean it, it Right, no, I'm not saying that's the only way to get into it. Yeah, so it's I still think there's, like, this core thing that is just there. And, yeah. uh, you know, it's – and uh, back, in the, in the, in the, back in the day, and we're talking about, like, medieval times and stuff like that, you didn't really have time to do anything like this. You were, you were at war and you were starving, and you were just trying to eat first, right? That was what you were trying to do. Okay. And as we've grown, now we try to find these fulfillment needs in other ways. You know, we don't have to do that anymore. So now we just drive around in expensive cars and almost kill ourselves to get that thrill and get that adrenaline and get that, uh, psychological fulfillment.
1: To be devil's advocate, I feel like if they had cars in medieval times, there would definitely be enthusiasts of cars. <laughs> oh,
0: yeah, probably, but it would be probably reserved for the absolute wealthy, right? I mean, think of it, there's probably uh, the horse and carriage enthusiasts? The, the horse enthusiast, and there's probably a sheep enthusiast. <laughs> that's,
1: to- that's something different, Chris. <laughs>
0: that's called bestiality, Chris. Oh, boy. All right, here we go. Uh, save that drop for later. <laughs> um, all right, so what's going on with you now that I fly? For you know 15 minutes. We lost all the listeners there, Chris. No, they 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 (laughs) like that. (laughs) Thanks for sticking
1: with us. No, yeah, um I uh what have I been up to? Like I said, I've been last time we talked, I was doing a bunch of pictures of the
0: RS4 stuff you're doing.
1: Yeah, I'm so I did fuel filter, air filter, oil filter, and oil change, cabin filter, uh spark plugs, which I one thing I love about that car so it's very like it's not the way you would want to build a car there's a huge v8 hanging out over the front axle right but that makes it really great to change spark plugs because it's all right there yeah it's half of it's like right in front of you exactly nose. Sure. so that was really easy to do what else i did a bunch of other stuff shifter bushings engine mounts that's right we talked about that yeah, and the you poly, said they're not as bad they're as fine you can't even notice really
0: so you can't even notice so it was a waste of time
1: no because you can't notice the negative
0: effects but it did help the shifting okay
1: Well, I I would, I would be
0: interesting to see if it wears anything else out. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I'm. I'm just not a fan of poly mounts. I just. I don't like them.
1: I there's yeah. Just, I'm trying to think if I had them in the R32 as well.
0: The thing is, is that engine is so smooth. You I know, was it's, say, and if the car is so heavy, and
1: that's you, why it's, there's not that big of negative effect on noise harshness and vibration. Right. And yeah, because you know, there's so much to that
0: car anyway. That's just being transferred to a fifty thousand other things before it even gets to you. Exactly. You know, my so. experience with poly mounts is in like an 84 Rabbit. Well, yeah, where, where if your engine
1: shakes, the entire car shakes. I had it. In, I, had, I put
0: poly mounts in a diesel. And, and you could that literally. That sounds like
1: a terrible idea.
0: You'd start up the car and the ashtray would drop down and, <laughs> and all the chains would like fly out of the ashtray all over the floor. <laughs> and then you'd be like reaching up and shutting it. And, and you got that thing you you're going Does your dog ever get so
1: excited when he's wobbling that his feet have to actually lift off the, the ground? That's what I'm picturing your little rabbit
0: doing. The tires it's, are actually was lifting was, off the ground. The, <laughs> the, you know, like, you know, when the mirror shakes, if you got a sweet stereo, the mirror's like. Whoa. This was just the. the yeah, the that was just normal. And it, would, and it would shake the polyurethane mounts to pieces. I mean, they would just eventually crack and break and whatever so that defeats the purpose yeah and your your keys are like jingling (laughs) like crazy it just sounds like just i don't know
1: so um i do also have two kind of funny stories that get to my point that cars are way too complicated nowadays they don't need to be and it according to who according to me okay so two stories that happened uh to a friend one the first one happened to their Their parents, actually, and I just heard it kind of through the grapevine. But so they had their car parked out in the driveway, and we had a rainstorm a few days ago. Yep. And Finally. Yep. So the wife um, took her car keys, put them in her purse, and like hung up the purse or something. And what she didn't realize is something was holding the unlock button in her purse. Like it was banged up against something. Jesus Christ. Okay. And so what happens on a lot of cars, like Audis, I think we're one of the first to do this, is you press and hold the unlock button, and it'll roll down the windows.
0: (laughs) And the sunroof
1: oh no it came out the next morning there's like two inches and in the cup holder inside just poured in there
0: oh no oh no
1: yeah did so they call in their good. insurance company i didn't hear that's, the
0: rest of the story we got to find out because there's like convenience control modules in the floor oh, yeah and stuff. Like that's I mean, flood that's, damage at that point right yeah oh my god but i was like of course how do you, you like would s- never have thought of that how do you tell the insurance company yeah so uh, <laughs> i rolled all my windows down on accident and Jeez, you is this my policy covers
1: that cover that or no but like hearing the scenario it's totally plausible right yeah. Like you throw yeah, your key in there and you never would like look outside before you go to bed or before, all the windows that shut to,
0: that used to be an option that you could do in the vagcom you could go switch okay. to like hold hold this down to do this hold it twice to do the sunroof now yeah. it's just automatic it's just this is. was a honda so i don't even know oh. hondas did it oh okay but well.
1: that's why i said originally Volkswagen's well, I knew a car it. <laughs> well, yeah, but probably not a cheap, worthless car. Yeah, that's too bad. That's really... So that was that was a friend. It was actually the friend's parents, and this is the story about the friend that I love. So a friend has a brand new Volvo XC90, their big SUV, all the... All the bells and whistles,
0: Chris. Yeah, I, those that's a really are great. old They're expression. Really good looking cars, too. They are. I like those.
1: And I know they won a lot of words for like their interior design and everything yep. else. But again, overly complicated. So she was leaving her dogs in the car while she ran into the store and it was hot out, so she was gonna leave the car running with the air on. And it has the keyless key thing, you know, where you just have the key in your pocket, the fob, and you just hit the start button. Yeah. So she had to Google how to override the system so that when she steps away from the car it's still running. So she left the key fob in the car okay, okay. and shut the door and it continues to run. But it was something like she had to have the window down and then open or like cl- close the window from the outside to override it. Otherwise, when you walk away, it'll just like shut the car off. Right. That's what my that's what my sport
0: wagon does. You walk away, it shuts the car off. Right. Yeah.
1: But she had the key in it. I forget. There was something where she had to like outsmart the system. But that's no big deal because the volvo app on your phone lets you lock or unlock the doors great even if the keys in there so she's like all right i overrode the system this is good i'll just lock it with my phone go in come back out and so she came back out the app locked her out of all functionality since it said the car was still in use so she was able to lock it remotely with her phone walk in this door come back out and could not unlock and could it could not unlock it shit Okay, still no big deal, because we can call the Volvo slash OnStar people, right? Right. So she calls them. Do they have Amazon deliver or something (laughs) while she was waiting? (laughs) (laughs) Reference to a previous podcast. Um, So she calls them up, and she goes, oh, no problem. Okay, your car is now unlocked. No, it's not. No, it's not. Yes, it is. We show it on the system. It is unlocked. Thank you very much. She's like, what? Are you kidding me? So basically, they said, uh, well, good luck. So then she calls her husband to get the other key, but he's at work and a ways out. So then she calls AAA or locksmith or whoever it was to come out. And so the guy, she's waiting in the parking lot. Her dogs are inside. The car's running. And how much gas does she have? I don't know. I don't think it was that long. So the guy, the unlock, the locksmith or whoever it was, AAA guy, gets there. And this is the funniest part of the story. I hate
0: when they do this with what they do to all the cars. No, no, no. Just
1: wait. So he walked up and she'd been waiting, you know, however long now. As the guy walks up, the dog gets excited. Ooh, here's a new friend, here's a new friend. Hits the unlock button with no its way. paw. No way. Oh my god. That's amazing. So after all that the dog unlocked it itself.
0: Oh, that's fantastic. So the moral of the story. There's w- so much going on there for to, like, oh, my God, there's so I know. much.
1: So moral of the story, why can't we just have old fashioned keys to lock and unlock know, the car? We've been bitching about
0: that for a while. I that know. should be an option. You should be able to pay like $250 you less. Can't,
1: here's the thing, though, Chris, you can't even have the option of a manual transmission anymore.
0: No, nor can you even drive. True. Yeah, that's so, so here, here's the question. Yeah. Um, are you do you want to do this next section or do you want to just go straight to the news and save this? Let's just go to news. This okay. could be a whole other Yeah, we should segment. save that for, like, another episode. I agree. And
1: I, liked, I like it. We'll get into it later. It's We'll tease it. It's road trip essentials. Yeah, just basically talking about, you know, what makes
0: a road trip, you know... Favorite road
1: trips. Or we're just going to have a road
0: trip-themed epi- episode. Yeah, we'll do that. We'll okay. do that.
1: So, before we get any further i'd like to talk about further further performance that is these guys are local twin cities based automotive specialists they truly love european cars that's why they're in the business and you can tell because they're actual enthusiasts. that matters when you're taking your car to them you can trust them they're gonna do the job right and they have kind of the passion that really matters when you are leaving your prized possession car with them you know and whether you're leaving it there for maintenance a full restoration perhaps a big engine build or a suspension, anything to that effect. Those are the guys you want to go to further performance. You can find them online at fptuned.com. That's F-P-T-U-N-E-D dot so uh, what we'll, we'll skip and get right into it. We had some listener questions and voicemails. We love it when you guys send us these. I uh, got an email from one Chris Trout. He is a RX-7 enthusiast, it seems. He's got an 87 RX-7. What's, he had it a, says GXL. Do you know what that means? That's just a trim level, I assume. Is it? Okay. Yeah, I don't know of anything. Extra. I've never seen
0: any RX-7 that was XL anything. They're all very small.
1: <laughs> that's true. They are very small.
0: And this is the...
1: I don't know my chassis codes. There's, like, the FD is the sleek one. Yeah. The FC is the, like... 924 ish looking one.
0: Right. I think there's an FB. I have no idea.
1: Anyways, so uh, he says um, we he met us at Cars and Coffee, which was cool because we had our booth up there. Um, And he's been listening to the podcast since. He wants to know
0: what we drive now.
1: Right. So the meat of the question is, he's listening, and sometimes we're referencing, like, oh, my truck or something else. Right. And unless you know us or have listened since episode
0: one, we're really bad with giving context. So I have a 72 911. Yes, you do. I have a 2008 128i. The BMW. Yep. And then I have a 2015, 2015 Sportwagon. Volkswagen, Jetta, Sportwagon. Golf. Jetta? Is it a Jetta? I don't know. It's got to be a I I don't even know what it is.
1: It, why? How is, uh,
0: whatever. It's a, it's a TDI wagon. Yeah. And I got that with the. You know, when they brought all the wagons back, it's got yeah. the, the quote unquote fix. So oh, the diesel fix that yeah. doesn't pollute. Yeah. It doesn't kill. <laughs> doesn't kill babies.
1: Right. Okay. So you're down to three cars now. I am. You had a Tahoe and well, you, I, you've had. I. We won't go back. I want to make had a, a list. Lot.
0: I want to make a list and actually read the whole list one of these days. I think you
1: did that once.
0: Nope. I know. Okay. I still think of stuff. I'm like, oh yeah, I had a B3 Passat 16 valve once. Oh yeah, I had a Mark II GL. <laughs> oh yeah, I had a. I mean, it's because it's like, how long did you own these cars? Not long. Right. You know, I would just get tired of it and move on. Yeah. I'm already thinking about the one series, like, hmm, I don't know. Well, I knew that wasn't going to be long. Yeah. Long I, I see, the thing is it's got snow tires on it right now still. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and they're almost done anyway. So I was like, eh. But I need to put new tires on it and get different wheels. And I'm like. Because it came with snow tires on the wheels. Right. So I'm like, do I want to? buy new wheels for this car or do, do i just want to like sell car? the car and, get and now that it's else. hot and i have the air conditioning on the thing is slow as shit oh it's so slow yeah like, ac really drains like i was like on par with a two liter quattro a4 today and some chick was on her phone was accelerating faster than me. <laughs> and i'm like come on this can't happen but I mean, I, otherwise I like the car. We'll see how it goes. I haven't decided okay. yet. Anyway,
1: so my current lineup: I have a 2008 Audi RS4. We jokingly call it the RS4 RS4 because the license plate is, of course, RS4. Uh huh. This is what I've been doing all the maintenance on, etc. Um, I also have the 2009 Hummer H3T. For those that don't, know. with a manual transmission, it's the. I was going to get there. Yeah, it's the H3, which is their small SUV. They made a couple thousand with a truck bed on them and then because i'm even more ridiculous i wanted one of the 56 that they made with a manual transmission
0: and the one of one with a stupid trailer hitch sure <laughs> he's got the giantest 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 I'm, giantest i'm making up that word just for your trailer hits Yeah, he's the giantest
1: um i also have a 1979 mg midget which is one of the smallest cars they ever imported next to the classic morris uh, mini um and that i've backdated so it doesn't have the ugly federal bumpers i also have a turbocharger on it and lowered and uh, other stuff
0: you never drive this car nope
1: <laughs> I want to, but remember. So last I drove it was when I was going to sell it, and right. then and you drifted, drifted around the roundabout into the <laughs> into the curb. Yeah. So I have a bent wheel and some other stuff I need yeah. to fix. That's so. why I'm not driving it. There you so, go, Chris. Yeah. Hope that, hope that, I hope that helps you out. Absolutely. We also have a voicemail from one of our listeners here that I am going
0: to play. Previous guest.
2: Hey guys, just wanted to touch base with. This is Mike
0: old Olson. Old he was I a previous I guest with us. A
2: good day. It was like episodes while driving on the road, so obviously not something that's necessarily error-worthy. Well, it is, Mike. I know you guys kind of love to go after, especially Chris loves to go after Tesla and talk about, you know, kind of trying to figure out how the heck the money works, and this, that, and the other. And you've kind of touched on it, you know, I kind of heard Jake actually almost touch on trying to figure out, like, where it could come from or where the possible revenue streams would be. And you guys have mentioned RIMAC, which a lot of people only know RIMAC for the concept one, AKA the lot of car that, uh, what's his face money to build and, and come up with that conceptualized idea to design to fruition that quickly is that he's, the, he's the main guy. He's the person, he's the, the company that Porsche, Ferrari, and all of these major supercar companies come to and consult with when it comes to their hybrid powertrains. So he's figured out that the the way you make money in the automotive industry isn't by necessarily being a manufacturer, but by being a consultant that consults all the manufacturers on a technology that you know real well. So I just wanted to kind of throw that out there and see how much you guys had dug into Mate and the Brimac and into his story and just like how he's like the arch nemesis to Tesla because Tesla <laughs> is all about the glitz and glam and wanting the attention, whereas in Mate kind of not a lot of people even know who he is and he's so young the guy had a beard before going into these these board meetings because <laughs> no one would take him seriously because of how young he looks. So just wanted to run that by you guys and see what your thought process was. Have a good one. Later.
0: Well, thanks for calling in, Mike. That's You know, what's interesting about this and in, in my mind what, what mm-hmm. clicks is imagine being like Porsche or Mercedes and right. consulting with this guy and like maybe being like, hey, we're going to do this, hey, we're going to do that, let's do this together. What do you think about this? And then he builds like the sickest... Yeah, concept car, the concept two or whatever, which is amazing. And you know, we yep. went over some of the statistics on that a couple episodes ago, which is just this amazing car. Imagine how they're like, "Fuck you, man! What are you doing?" Right?
1: Yeah, and just what I was trying to clarify before because Rimac doesn't really stand out to me. This is the car that Richard Hammond crashed and broke his ankle or leg or
0: whatever on. Ankle, Lankle. leg, ankle, <laughs> as opposed to your arm. Lankle ankle sounds like something like somebody that's obese has a lankle <laughs> They do. <laughs> <laughs> so
1: uh yeah no mike you have a good point so the owner i guess i have i don't know anything about him that
0: might be an interesting he story he said hi to me oh that's right he did yeah we drove by him when i was in the 911 you can see yep, the I was like, ah, it's like nice car. He's like, oh, I car he's like oh i love your car love the blue is what he said he loved the blue good thing you had it painted yeah, so I, that was my free <laughs> consultation yeah with him <laughs> with so him.
1: but no to mike to your point yeah he he is a um a not a car manufacturer, but he's a supplier. Yeah, and Supplier
0: th- consulter. Yep.
1: And that's what my theory with Tesla, I think, long-term. Well, opposite. What I mean, he, he is
0: by choice. They're going to be... They're going to have to be, be forced to be obsolescence. They're going to get owned by But they by do everybody. have their battery technology and everything else. Yep. So,
1: no, that's a good point. Uh, on, on
0: that note, um, so Tesla, <laughs> another Tesla has crashed. Yeah. And uh, this time it crashed into a fire authority truck. Which, what is a fire authority truck? I thought truck? about that, too. Like, why do they call it a fire authority truck? Because I looked at the pictures. It's just it's a, fire, a fire truck. It's just a fire truck. But he's the authority on the fire. Yeah. So this is the South Jordan. Like, I'm trying to look at this fire truck and find out if this is a South America. Jordan Police Department. In a statement, the South Jordan Police Department said the driver admitted that she was looking at her phone prior to the collision. Mm-hmm. The police said, based on witness information, the driver did not break or take any other action to avoid the crash. The Tesla was traveling at 60 miles per hour when it hit the truck, which was stopped at a light. And then our famous Elon Musk chimed in. Went straight to Twitter. He says, it's super messed up that a Tesla crash results. I should find out, like, his voice and try to, like, imitate his voice. Do you want me to try? Do you know his voice? Yeah.
1: We've listened to it. I He's mean, you watch it. It sounds like. It, the, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's super, super messed, messed up, up that a Tesla <laughs> crash resulting in a broken ankle from it. But it's more nasally. Yeah. Broken an- ankle I, is front page news and no coverage. No, and, and 40,000 people who died in U.S. auto accidents alone in past year get almost no coverage. What's, What's a- actually <laughs> amazing about this incident is that a Model S hit a fire truck at 60 miles an hour, and the driver was only, only broken an ankle. An impact at that speed usually results in severe injury or death. And
0: he's right. Oh, yeah. 100%. No. Like, he's, this time, he is a 100% right. That now is Here's impressive. my theory why she didn't get severely injured. And it's what the, it goes oh. along with this, the theory of why drunk people yep. aren't the ones that die when they kill other people. It's because their bodies are all loose. Yep, you this, don't flex up. Yep, this bitch was Tens looking up. at her phone She had and no just idea. ran into the back of a... I mean, it, she never even saw it coming. So she was loose and tender and just, <laughs> and just ready <laughs> to crash. A stake? <laughs> yeah, she broke her ankle because it was sitting up, probably the only thing, sitting up by the, by the pedals. That was, a, that was a garbage truck. Yeah, that probably was. <laughs> or, a, or a fire authority vehicle. <laughs> <A> fire authority <laughs> vehicle, yes. So if you look at the picture, I mean, the thing just went right under the fire truck. It's just hammered. Yeah. It's, it's
1: pretty... But it is impressive. If you're doing 60 and all that happened is you broke an ankle. Yeah. I mean... Yeah. I, so was she going they- 60
0: and this was stopped? Here's my yeah, question. I was, think so. Was the fire truck stopped on the road? I thought or it said was, that. Yeah, I didn't see that anywhere. Uh... It doesn't matter anyway. It's good for her. She's not dead. That's nice. The truck which was stopped at a light. Okay. Yeah. Great. She's not dead. That's <laughs> wonderful. And you know, and he's a little bit right on this too. I mean, come on. Let's let's take it easy on all the. Yeah. I mean, the, are you saying take it easy on Tesla bashing? So here's the thing: they're being like hyper-analyzed, and I think that no, it's true when you when you uh, go after everything someone is doing like mm-hmm. this, it delegitimizes the things that actually matter. Right. Right. So when you're you go, crying when, wolf about Tesla, exactly. So this doesn't matter. This is great. Let's let's, let's applaud Tesla for mm-hmm. not killing this. lady or helping this lady survive. Her being a fucking idiot with her phone. I'm right. trying to swear less on the podcast. I'm doing really bad. But she is a moron. <laughs> you know, she is an absolute moron. She doesn't deserve to die though. And Tesla kind of you know got her all dialed in and she didn't die. But hopefully she learned her lesson. And uh, is well, I, I don't think she did
1: because the car's in autopilot mode. So the only thing she learned was that she can't trust her Tesla's autopilot mode.
0: I don't know. Yeah. Well, the thing is, is it, why, did the, well, why did the car crash into the fire engine if it was in autopilot mode? Right. Was and it, that's the it, bigger it a- story. Was it actually in autopilot mode? Or mm-hmm. was she just looking at her phone and goes, oh, now she knows that every story out there is like, oh, my Tesla was an autopilot. Was it actually? Yeah. We're not going to know until the NTSB looks and finds out. And who knows? We'll find out more about it as time goes on. Maybe. So more bad news for Ford. Yeah. Yeah. The guy responsible for every great performance. This is a little bit of a like this is Hyperbole. A, yeah. This is a road track. <laughs> responsible for every great Ford performance car has left for Jaguar Land Rover. Um, Jamal Hamidi, Ford Performance Chief Engineer from 2013 until last month, has left the blue oval for Jaguar Land Rover Special Vehicle Operations or SVO, according to his LinkedIn profile.
1: I like, oh that's their
0: source. That's how we find out like someone's monitoring his LinkedIn profile yeah. and saw it change, and like, holy shit, this guy has a new job. Quick, like, write a story. The guy I run track got like a notification from LinkedIn that congratulate Jamal Hamidi on his new job. <laughs> yeah,
1: right. That's exactly <laughs> what happened. Uh,
0: so uh what was he gonna do anyway? Was he gonna what was he gonna design, this guy?
1: No, right? well, that's just that. so,
0: so there's a new vehicle coming out, the Ford Edge ST, Ooh. which he had quite a bit to deal with. Okay. Uh, to do with. And I would have... There's our, there's
1: our Fire Authority I was going to say, there's vehicle. our Fire Authority vehicle you can um, hear in the background. No, you're right. So why would he stick around? Because they're getting rid of all of their cars that they can make into performance cars. I mean, they're still going to have the Ford Raptor truck, right? F-150 okay. Raptor. That is an SVT vehicle. All right. And they're going to have the Mustang SVTs. They don't call them SVTs anymore. No, they don't. They're just the ford mustang gt no
0: oh gt 350 350 yeah Yeah, they're calling them shelby's but
1: it is the svt team
0: so they're gonna have my what i pulled out of this article not that he was leaving because you can't blame him but um they have a ford edge st coming i know how freaking lame is that (laughs) when i think of a ford edge i think of like this little crossover little tiny little axles they can't actually do any off-roading can't really do anything well i know and it's just My father-in-law has one. It's it's nice. You know, it's a nice car. Mm -hmm. But I can't ever imagine being like, yeah, I need like, what did this thing have? It says a 335 horsepower turbo V6 with an eight-speed automatic transmission. Yeah, that's what I want. No, nobody ever looked at a Ford Edge and was like, yeah, I wish this thing was way faster.
1: Well, honestly, I have that same critique of like the BMW X6M or the... Um,
0: Yeah, but BMW is known as the ultimate driving machine. So if anybody's going to make a super kick-ass SUV, it would be like Porsche or BMW. You don't think of a Ford Edge, which is something that people like grab uh, groceries out of. Right. And that's the maximum amount of activity that thing ever sees. The, the fire It is th-
1: very noisy yeah. here today.
0: Yeah, the fire authority is, is coming. That's the police um, now. So I don't something understand. Something obviously happened. So, no, I'm, here's what he says. He says, we rented, this is how he justifies it, okay, the Hamidi guy mm-hmm. that no longer works there anymore. Right. We rented basically every performance SUV available and went on a long drive with them. Honestly, most of them aren't in balance. <laughs> no shit. Yeah. They no, aren't in balance. They're overpowered or the chassis is unable to keep up with the power or they're underbraked. They were fast vehicles, but they weren't confidence inspiring. Yeah, it's an SUV exactly. with too much power. Exactly. And Do made- you
1: remember back in the day when SUVs weren't super common? It wasn't every soccer mobile. They had, you'd flip down the visor and it'd have the little rollover warning.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That doesn't exist anymore. It doesn't. It doesn't. Um, But I'm just saying, of course, it's not confidence expiring. It's the thing that's going to roll over. So this is the last project this guy worked on. I just can't imagine why he left (laughs) to go work at Jaguar Land Rover. (laughs) Where they actually have cars. Yeah. So the only thing that I rest in peace, Ford. I mean, this is just sad. Sure. This is we're coming out with a Ford Edge ST and getting rid of a Fiesta and Focus ST. I know. That's well, the problem is that's what people are buying. And the reason they're building
1: this Edge ST is because look at, at the marketplace. Everyone's buying their crossovers and SUVs, and a lot of people are buying the performance version of those crossover and SUVs.
0: Yeah, but I think that they're buying it for the wrong reason. Well, I would agree, but the they're market... buying it because they're like, oh, this is the nicer
1: trim level. This is right. the faster one. This is... The market decides. I don't agree with the market, but that's I've why. A
0: little bit, I think, that the market decides, but I think that regulation of the government also decides quite a bit. also steers the market quite a bit okay yeah
1: i think that how does that factor into everyone buying crossovers right now
0: i think that the the enjoyment of driving is is being uh squelched i guess that's the only word i can think of right now it's being pushed down and suppressed by environmental reasons safety reasons yeah you know all this stuff is driving isn't seen i've said this a million times on the podcast right now but driving is being pushed towards a utility not an enjoyment oh absolutely okay and that's A lot of that is done for political reasons people hate the ap they hate oil companies they hate combustion engines they see it as wasteful you know they see it as consumerism why does that guy need that right Right? so now it's this thing where it's like you're almost being shamed if you buy an suv right i mean you don't need that you don't need an suv what do you have like 17 horses at home you don't need that you didn't build that you know what i'm saying it's like it's it's this
1: whole concept of so you're 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 defeating your own point though then why why is the
0: market gravitated towards suvs and crossovers i think they're gravitating towards crossovers okay um, which is they're, a smaller SUVs. it's it's, cars. The, it's the compromise so people when i when you think of a nobody looks at a crossover and goes well look at that glutton they True. don't i mean if they they do that when you someone looks at a suburban there are a lot of people like why is that person driving around in that suburban alone right so i think that's maybe just like a little part of the equation. Or why Hummer is no longer a brand. Yeah, yeah, actually <laughs> it's just pure excess, right? Um, sure. And I, and I think there's all these little pieces. Of, there's no big grand answer as to why this is happening because SUVs are still selling. I know Lincoln can't make enough of the Navigator, right? I mean, they, right. just, they, can't. They're just, they just can't. They just can't. They can't make enough. But that's like a luxury thing. So that's just they don't give a shit about the excess. But I think the majority of the population is kind of being like, well, maybe we don't need that. Maybe we're trying to be more energy conscious. I mean, everywhere you go, everything is like green. This green, that LED light bulbs, like
1: you then know, make your
0: house. cars. What do you mean? Why why gravitate towards the crossover then instead because, of a like, car? The crossover for the average person is probably more useful than a car. Yeah, they don't realize that a wagon is probably even better. Mm-hmm. You know, what but the connotation in the U.S. the wagons are the terrible. wagon is just it's just an image thing, right? Nobody wants to drive a wagon, right? But in terms of a, a Ford Edge or a Ford Taurus, I mean. I would almost rather, if I had to choose, mm-hmm. I would probably pick an edge. It would just be more useful for me. Yeah. No, so I. Get that. It's, it's, so I th- Can we rewind a little
1: bit? This is going to be a huge tangent, but I'll keep it short. Is um, So we have this image issue of wagons in the US. But what is interesting because it's almost counterculture now where they're cool, especially for like the European enthusiast crowd. Like I would love an S4 Avant, which is Avant means wagon in Audi speak, yeah. right? And there's like Volvo wagons are cool. And there's like you have a sport wagon instead yeah. of a standard system and anything else i just think that's interesting and i was trying have to, to explain name Sport wagon to, to yeah, make people want it because <laughs> it's not just the wagon i was trying to explain this to a friend who isn't into cars especially european cars and is they're like, like what's up with the why wagons? do you like wagons i don't get it and i think it is almost because it's a counterculture thing where generation before us you grew up in the 70s with those station wagons and the slab panel you know wood veneer on it right and so that's super uncool but then
0: that's it, why it took so long for diesels to become okay too right whole, the because whole of that yep it's that whole you know it used to be shunned and you know we probably grew up with our parents being like well that wagon's lame right you know? so yeah exactly so it's the kind of the counterculture for me thing. it's the ultimate vehicle right it's got it's still a car still gets good fuel economy yep. still low to the ground and you so, can put a four by eight sheet of plywood in the back and you can stuff the things in there to your heart's delight t- right? i agree so, with you and crossovers are not nearly as useful well that and they don't have the same driving dynamics is the bigger thing no because their center of gravity is too high station wagon is
1: basically still going to perform similar to a car sedan a little more weight but not 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 a ton but not a higher center of gravity anyways okay moving on where are we uh dual clutch gearbox is dying apparently according to aston martin ceo andy palmer quote it's an imperfect beast and somehow or other we've managed to surround it I'm imagi- this idea. We, have,
0: we have a year works member named andy palmer yeah and he's this he's like kind of a taller guy he's got a big bushy beard and he's really happy and oh okay. i'm just and he's he's really funny he's a really funny guy i don't know and if I, I know him you probably don't but okay. i just want to say i'm imagining him you him reading this to me oh. right now because so am i using the wrong like expression no you're fine okay
1: uh, I was thinking important CEO from Aston Martin. Um, <laughs> anyways, it's an imperfect beast, and somehow or other we've managed to surround it with this idea that it's super quick and shifts shock, and that shift shock is good, and it's mythical, he said. A good conventional automatic gearbox like the ZF is cheaper, which is absurd when you think that the manual gearbox is survived because it is meant to be less expensive. But there's so much technology loaded into a dual clutch computer controlled gearbox to make it work. It's heavier as well, which is another disadvantage. But the real issue is the gear change itself. It's actually now faster in a planetary automatic because you can control the torque. That means ultimately your 0 to 60 mile per hour times are quicker with an auto, which takes away all of the marketing puff. For the dual clutch.
0: Yeah, I still don't like them, though. I don't like the way that it, they slip. I don't... What? The uh, dual clutch? No, the automatics. I don't like any of them. Yeah, you know, I like the DSG. I love that that shift shock that he's talking about. I like yeah. I like popping the gear and feeling it. And it's just... You know, because when you look at, like, especially old-school motorsport with, like, you know, the first kind of, you know, SMG gearboxes where they pop like... Wah, bah, 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 you could hear, like, right. the F1 cars. Well, that's and sequential. What this make, right, sequential manual gearbox SMG. Right. So I was... I just when i drive a dsg i feel like that's what i'm doing and it's right. it's, it's, it's so
1: i'm gonna take a quick aside, sidebar here this would be if you're writing an article here's the technical sidebar that sure. describes so manual transmission of course you have your clutch with a plate that sandwiches it and what you're doing is you're slipping the plate in order to get started yeah, the pressure automatic light. transmission traditionally you have a torque converter which is basically a fluid filled disc that basically it runs the fluid against another fluid and it's the friction of the fluid that transfers the torque until it locks in when it reaches the same speed. Yeah. Dual clutch was unique in the sense that it is And automatic transmissions make a fucking mess when you take them out. That's another I reason to not like them. That. <laughs> <laughs> and there's uh, there's loss of power in all the transmission componentry that goes along with the torque converter. A dual clutch transmission which was made famous by the Volkswagen Audi group has basically two manual transmissions in one where it will slip that first disk automatically computer controlled and when you're, this is the really crazy part that I don't necessarily understand is when you're about to then change into second gear, it already has that second gear selected and it transfers from one clutch to
0: the other right. instantaneously. And it's so there's no fast.
1: interruption
0: of that torque flow as there would be with you can a get manual it, transmission. When you're driving, you can get it mixed up every once in a while because it tries to predict what gear exactly. you want. So, and it's gotten much better over the years. But right. I, I love the, just the driving feel of it. And I think this Andy Palmer guy is just feeling a little disconnected for what enthusiasts really want. I mean, he's a, CEO of Aston Martin, so obviously he must know something. But right. for me, he's not speaking to me. It's just what he said just was well, so stupid. Well, I, I mean, look at, like, uh, American drag cars. They all run
1: high stall torque converter automatic transmissions for a reason. They can handle more power, and they are quicker shifting than a dual clutch or, of course, a manual transmission. Right. What the, they can, and like you said, they can manage torque. Right. But it's not fun. Yeah. Well, it,
0: I still don't think a DSG is as fun as a manual transmission. Right. Right, yeah, for sure. I'm with you there. My, my sport wagon has DSG, and I I like it quite a bit. So um, so I have a Craigslist Car of the Week for you. Okay, so um,
1: round out our episode with the long-lost Craigslist Car of
0: the Week yeah, so this is I'm only bringing this back because I saw this, and this is an old, old ad, but I thought it was so good and so wonderful that I wanted to share it with you. And a okay. hat tip to Jalopnik. I Can I click how, on it now? No, I'm going to read it to you. Okay. I'll, read, I'll just read it to you. It says, I have a four-wheel drive Jeep Cherokee. It is a... It is, That the grammar is poor. As it should be. It is dully loaded and has... (laughs) I just can't get over the grammar right there. It is dully loaded and has a witch attached to the front (coughs) ranch hand bumper and grill guard. Okay. Did you gather what that means? He's got a winch on the front. He's got a winch to the ranch hand bumper. It is on a four-inch suspension lift and has a six-inch body lift. Has 35 mud grip tires, 1200, which has only spelled W-I-T-C-H. Which has only been on it for two months. (laughs) The truck only has 48,000 miles on it. I'm looking to trade it, but I'm only looking for certain things. I don't need it, but it's paid for it. So I don't have to sell it. I want to know what he wants to trade for. Now, here's what I am looking for. Yes. A lady, preferably married. No. What? (laughs) A lady, preferable preferable married to how how wants the Jeep. It's hard to read. I apologize. (laughs) A lady, in parentheses, preferable married to how wants the Jeep. She missed be 18 to 50 and fit. I give you the Jeep and you leave your wife with me for a week. When you come pick her up, she have the signed title to the Jeep. So if interested, send me several photos of the wife and <laughs> oh I get right God. back to you. The photo need to be nude after all. She will be f- for a week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> well, there you go. There you and go. that's the end of the ad. And that's, so that's, that's what it. he wants.
1: He's, he's looking. For yeah, I don't wow. know if
0: he otherwise it's he has it priced as nine thousand dollars. It was a 2011 Jeep Grand Cherokee oh my god the photo must be nude after all she will be for a week <laughs> she will part. be oh if you read it this way if you read it in the poor grammar way the the photo need to be nude after all she will be for a week yeah <laughs> she's no, gonna I be got nude that. for a week right
1: that's why he wants oh, the nude photo because yeah, that's, he that's how phone. he she needs to be for the week for the whole week in order to have his jeep
0: yeah so which i'm go. not
1: gonna trust his um if he can't spell winch I don't think he or should, or yeah, should be trusted d- to fully? install said winch. So I'm not trusting
0: the quality of so his is, build. You're out on the winch. You're out on the winch. You would not trade your wife. <laughs> yeah, what, but, what, the winch, <laughs> but the winch is. Uh, yep, winch that is was a it no-go. for me. <laughs> on that note, guys, we really appreciate you guys sticking with us for today's episode. And next time you hear from us, we will be recording in air conditioned goodness. I can't <laughs> wait. And uh, once again, thank you all, and uh, we'll see you next time. Sounds good. Bye. <laughs>